it has to be a, a surprise to you to realize it's been that long ago. Well, in, in some ways it seems like forever, in other ways it seems like yesterday. Yeah. You know, it's just time is strange. Uh, what was your your take <laughs> on the last Tuesday, the elections of last Tuesday? Kelly Gertz winning outright a three-person race. That's not always easy, but he made it look easy in winning that election to, to, to fill your shoes as mayor. Uh, new folks, new faces on the county commission. Uh, a decidedly new direction, it would appear, for the county commission. I mean, let's be blunt here. That That's a pretty severe left turn. The commission oh, well, it wasn't just, just a left turn. It was a U-turn. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but I was in in some of the elections. I was surprised. I, very few things shocked me anymore. But but a couple of them did shock me. One was uh, Judge Quick's election uh, defeat, and then um, uh, Sharon Dickerson, because mm. Sharon, quite honestly, is one of the hardest working, most dedicated people I've ever worked with. And evidently, her constituents just didn't see it. Yeah. Well, I mean, you get these waves, and, and mm-hmm. that's what this was. Oh, I mean, the, the progressives, whatever else you say about them, they did their work, and yeah. they turned out their vote, and, and the folks on the other side candidly didn't to the point where, as you have seen and heard, the chairman of the local Republican Party is complaining about it. Well, well, that, that's that's exactly what happened. But this wasn't a Democrat-Republican race. I mean, that's you know, it's it's really um, odd that, that we went to nonpartisans specifically to get the party politics out of local elections. And that and of kind of demonstrates the folly of trying that, right? I mean, everybody knows who everybody is, or we think we do. Uh, we, we, we put labels on people. But even there, you could look at, for example, Jared Bailey's race. Mm-hmm. Uh, Commissioner Jared Bailey, it, 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 who's more liberal than Jared Bailey? Well, it turns out Tim Densett is. And, and that's the way that race went. Yeah, exactly. Well, people have been trying to put labels on me for 40 years, yeah. and none of them fit. So. All right. Uh, you're not done yet. Uh, and no. that's, again, we can discuss that part of this. Uh, there are people complaining about this, the way that our elections are set up now. And folks who are going to be leaving the commission, but they still have a half a year's work to do. You have half a year's work to do. Again, everything's about perspective. You're either got half a year to make things a lot better, half a year to make things a lot worse, depending on what somebody's perspective happens to be. What, what Do we need to change this? And if so, how? Oh, absolutely. We need to change it, Tim. In fact, the, the mayor and commission... Um, have been asking our state legislature to work with us to, to go back to our normal election cycle where we elect in November, which is actually what our charter says, that our elections are to be held first Tuesday of, of uh, November. Do we have to go back to partisan elections to make that happen? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, we, there's There's been a lot of discussion back and forth about what you can do and what you can't. Uh, one of our senators for a while felt like it would have to be a statewide law. Uh, our county attorney feels like we could do local legislation to make it work. But what we have now is an absolute disservice to to both the government and to our citizens out there because they, they, this is just not on people's radar this time of year. And I think that's one of the things that made this this election happen. I think it's one of the things that made it possible uh, because it it's just not a time that's that people think go to the polls and vote. Yeah. But but we've also just developed a lot of apathy in our uh, society throughout the um, national all the way down. So. Well, you say that, Mayor Nancy Denson, with us. I, I, I watched those Tuesday night meetings, and I watched that chamber fill up down there at City Hall. The folks that you say apathy, the folks who show up aren't apathetic. Oh, a- absolutely. And 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 when when you have, and and that's the thing when you have that kind of passion from uh, small, very vocal groups, uh, and and they're they they care enough to organize. We saw what they did. I mean, this this happened, and I, I don't think this is a, a, represents the the total of our county, but I have to give it to them. They they did an absolutely amazing job of, of 
taken over this election. Uh, Mayor Nancy Denson with yeah. us here this morning. All right, the transition, you to Kelly Gertz, uh, Commissioner Kelly Gertz, going to take over in January. Uh, what's, what's involved in that? You've been now on one end of this, uh, transitioning into the mayor's office, and now you'll transition out. What's that process going to be like? Well, well, it's very strange, Tim, because when I came in, we were in the old election cycle where the election was. I was actually elected in, in December because we had a runoff. Mm. Uh, but I came into uh, an office with a lot of dead plants and empty files and... You know, that was it. You know, just walked in. It's like, what do I do now? Uh, and But one of the things, even before I took office, I made a commitment to myself that whenever I left, whether it was voluntarily or not, I was going to do anything I could to ease that transition period for the next mayor because it's in the best interest of the community. And, and I have no animosity toward um, Kelly. Of course, everybody knows that that I, I thought Harry was the better candidate for mayor. Um, but, um, but basically the process will be... Um, and, if the, and the process is that none of these people that were elected uh, in this election, uh, what, seven, eight, uh, other than the young lady that's going to be seated, I, I assume we're going to seat. seat um, uh, Maria Parker. Uh, Ma- is it Maria Mariah? Mariah. Okay. Mariah, Mariah Parker uh, at the June meeting. Uh, but and that's also, because she won that race to replace right, Harry Sims. That replace, was a special election. Replace Harry Sims. But, but I understand it's going to be a recount, so I don't know whether that will... That was the one that was like 13 votes, I think, separated the two of them. And I think the the loser has asked for a recount. But but basically, they they have no uh, authority. They're just regular citizens, just like you are, until January the 8th. But but I'm I'm understanding, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but I'm understanding that there's some some calling of department heads from some of these uh, recently elected uh, commissioners. Commissioners elect. They're not in office yet, but they're calling department heads and, and... Offering direction? What are they doing? Well, well, I'm hearing some of that, and and of course, it, that would be inappropriate even for uh, for sitting commissioners, uh, because the the charter that we work under, the the form of government we work under, is that the mayor and commission set policy, and the uh, manager manages the county, and so those day to day assignments uh, of of responsibilities and workload and. Uh, just, just directing employees. So, is, is so if I'm a, if I'm a commissioner now, if I'm sitting there now mm-hmm. as a as a commissioner, and I call a department head, I call I don't know the planning department, I mm-hmm. do X, Y, and Z. I'm going over the head of the county manager. Absolutely, and that's okay. in violation of the charter. Uh, and and what the process there is, you know, if you if you've got a problem uh, that you need addressed, you well we have we have work orders that we can turn into the uh, clerk of commission. And then she forwards them on to to the departments. And then, of course, if it's anything significant, I guess they check with the manager before they start on like, like a big job or something. But but basically, the, all of those requests should go through the clerk of commission. For larger things, um, you, you talk to the manager and say, I have a problem. How do we address this? Can you help me with it? And the manager directs the work of that staff. And uh, I recall when I was tax commissioner, you know, it would have been a nightmare if, if other people were calling in directing the employees in my office as to what to do, setting their workload. Yeah, so. You were your tax commissioner for how long? 26 years. 26 oh, 25 years. and a half. I, had, I left early. And then, of course, Mitch Schrader, the late Mitch Schrader, mm-hmm. and now Tony Meadows in that office. Neither here nor there. I, I go out there once a year, as does everybody, mm-hmm. to get our, our, our car tags. My wife and I, birthdays are five days apart, so I go out there and two birds yeah. with one stone there. I, I can't remember the last time I had a reason to complain about the way they handle that thing out there. Well, well, that 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 makes me feel amazing because <laughs> because there were a lot of complaints um, when when I ran for office. That's the reason I ran for office. Yeah. I, I felt like it it could be done better. And in, in fact, if you don't mind me veering off, just meant people. Uh, you know, this is sort of a bittersweet time because I'm doing the last of everything yeah, yeah. and reflecting. And pe- so people ask me a lot, 
what is the thing that you're most proud of in your in your career? And they're always surprised when I don't say caterpillar or you know something that's very showy, you know, that the public knows about. And basically, it's those um, payment agreements that I worked out to help people pay their taxes because they couldn't couldn't pay them in one lump sum. Mm-hmm. And I was challenged by both the county commissioners and the revenue department that I legally couldn't do it. And uh, and now the state revenue department has adopted that process and it's being done statewide. Wow! So it's probably tens of thousands of people that have been able to stay in their homes that would have lost them otherwise. Well, Mayor Nancy Denson in studio with us. The briefest of breaks come back. More classics in today. Fox News, WGAU. You were mentioning, though, before the break, uh, something you, 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 what are you most proud of? Your biggest accomplishment? And you're right. It's not something that would have occurred to me, but it, 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 you, you get to set that and make that list yourself. You were talking about uh, the, the staggered payments or the, 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 the requirement, uh, getting away from the requirement to be a lump sum payment for property taxes. It's helping keep a lot of folks in their homes. Oh, absolutely. In fact, for the 26 years that I was tax commissioner, and even since I left because the same process had been had been kept in place, uh, we never sold an owner-occupied home, and, uh, and and brought the tax collection rate from up from uh, like the low 90s up to 99 percent, and it's and it's it, they're they're keeping it there. So so I'm extremely proud of the performance of that office and the legacy I left there because that really is a legacy. What else? I mean, that, that word, you used mm-hmm. it, so we'll go there. The, the legacy. And again, still time to shape mm-hmm. it. you got half a year to go. Yeah. But, but what, uh, what, when you look back, what will you talk about? What do you think about? Well, well one of the things I'll think about is, is, uh, is, is the jobs that have been created here. That, that, was, that was my, my main impetus in uh, running for office is what I call change the conversation because there was so much talk about failing schools, business unfriendly. Uh, you know, and, and I thought, why would anybody want to come here with with some of that conversation, and 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 the high poverty rate. The only way to uh, to uh, deal with poverty is by finding job or having jobs available for people. And we've created a lot of jobs here. In fact, in 2017, uh, Athens was the sixth biggest job creator in the in the United States of cities of any size as proportion of their of our <coughs> excuse me as a, as a portion of our workforce All right, but that poverty rate remains stubbornly and persistently high which would tell me if I didn't know anything else I would assume that a lot of those jobs you're talking about aren't necessarily good paying jobs oh absolutely they're good paying jobs and and uh, you know one of the things I've got some you know, we people say we're not working enough toward trying to find um, jobs for for the lower i mean for the for the middle end and you know going going after manufacturing jobs which i'm gonna give you some statistics right quick here i think if i can find them yeah that uh in in athens manufacturing um um, employs six thousand workers for oh excuse me yeah in in athens there's uh, six thousand manufacturing job and for every job that's created in manufacturing there are three additional support jobs. Well, that yeah, that's one of the things we were told yeah. when Caterpillar came yeah. here. Okay, you get all the people who work mm-hmm. at the Caterpillar plant, and you'll see a lot of ancillary jobs that'll spin off as a result. Are we in fact seeing that? Well, there, we, we are seeing job growth, and, and of course, we can't tell exactly where it's all coming from. But that's a part of the contribution to that uh, data that I was mentioning about 2017, us being the greatest job creator in the whole United States as a proportion of our workforce. But uh, on the average job in manufacturing, sixty-two thousand dollars a year. The average job job overall in Athens is forty three five, and in fact we had um, a manufacturer that was looking at coming here. And we were de- de- trying to decide whether it was worth uh, giving um, uh, a tax break on it to get them here, and and their average jobs were like sixty two thousand dollars a year, 
And, uh, and one of the commissioners said, well, that doesn't help those people on the bottom. I said, of course it does. Uh, you know, if you've got some $62,000 jobs, we've got a lot of underemployment. Somebody's making forty can hopefully move into a $62,000 job. That opens up the $40,000 job. And so, so you have not trickle down but trickle up where people are able to move up the, up the uh, ladder. And, of course, that creates all those, those lower-level jobs, too, service jobs that serve the, the higher-level jobs. You mentioned uh, when you took office the perception that Anthens was not friendly to business. That, that predates you taking office. Mm-hmm. And, and I would argue that it's going to follow you as you leave office. There's still people are going to say Anthens is unfriendly to business. They'll point to things like Hobby Lobby leaving and, and some mm-hmm. of the other uh, things that are leaving. Uh, what, what do you say? I mean, is that one of those things that is just so ingrained as perception that the next mayor is going to have it follow him out of office, well, too? Well, I think there was some reality and some perception. That's what I wanted to address when I went in, and I think we've addressed some of the reality. We, d- we did have a few um, just just really uh, things that didn't make a lot of sense, like requiring sidewalks out at a, an industrial park um, and, and, and the, the footprint of the building and, and the, the uh, fenestrations and things that just didn't make a lot of sense. We, we've tweaked some of those things, and, and we've helped that a bit, but a lot, and a lot of it was perception, attitudes of people, you know, um, when you deal with an office. But I'm not hearing that. I mean, occasionally I hear a complaint from somebody that had a hard time, but usually it's because they they got their paperwork in late, or or they they and and of course we have some some pretty stringent um, building requirements because you know we don't want the roads in a subdivision falling apart two years later, so we got to go back and rebuild them with taxpayer dollars, and so so we 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 make sure the infrastructure is put in well. Sometimes uh, people don't want to do that. But but I hear the opposite. I hear people tell tell me that it's one of the easiest places they've done they've uh, worked with in comparison to other places where it's where they it's a company has multiple locations and businesses. And you know I mentioned Hobby Lobby because mm-hmm. that's a big high profile oh, yeah. thing yeah. and people will point to. I would invite those same people to take a look at what's happening there in Beechwood now as Michaels mm-hmm. moves in. That's a business that that's relocating from one part of town to another and and closer frankly into town. And a lot of this is just the pure business cycle, uh, Tim. You know, with, with the Internet and with, with the, a change in the way people do business, the big box stores are not really needed anymore. They don't need to stock one of every refrigerator so you can buy it that day and have it taken yeah, home that I day. I wonder. And, I, I look um, and I see what I see going on there in Oconee County with the, those big new Epps Bridge shots mm-hmm. and everything moving out there. And I wonder to myself, these stores, how many of you people are going to be around in 10 years? Because I'm buying everything, certainly my wife is, buying everything off the Internet now. At, at, absolutely. And, and, I, and I think we'll We'll see many changes in in the retail cycle, and um, but I don't think we'll ever see brick and mortar retail go away because, quite frankly, a lot of people like to see and feel and touch what they're buying. But of course, what's happening now is, is people go into a store, they'll find what they want, and then they'll order. They'll find it on the re- on the internet cheaper and and order it. And that's and that's that's going to be uh, something that retailers going to have to deal with. Another issue uh, with with the internet was. Up until recently, you could avoid sales tax by going on the Internet. Mm-hmm. Of course, we just changed that law in Georgia where um, I, I don't remember what the dollar figure is. It's still still pretty significant. But if you if you go over a dollar figure sales, you've got to collect sales tax and remit it to the state. Another minute or so left with Mayor Nancy Denson here. The, back to those elections of last week. I was thinking, you know, when, when, when Donald Trump won in 2016, mm-hmm. defeated Hillary Clinton, it was seen in some circles, at least, as a repudiation of, of President Obama. These elections of last week, in any way, a repudiation of Mayor Nancy Denson? Probably by some people, <laughs> <laughs> because as much as I'd love everybody to love me, I, I know that's not the case. <laughs> um, but but I but I think it's it's um, 
it's it's the pendulum constantly swings and and this pendulum has swung very far to the left and uh and i think that's been something that's been been in the works for the last eight years uh and and i'll, I'll have to hand it to tim denson because i think that he's the architect mm. that, that started all this and uh I, I don't claim any kin to him, really don't want to. <laughs> but but actually, actually, my husband was adopted, so there's no, no likelihood. Yeah. Um, but um, but I, I, I think there, were, there are goals that, that that group of people have that I will never support. Uh, I, 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 the thing about legalizing marijuana, uh, you know, I, I said, you know, I think it'll be legalized in our lifetime when I was running for office. And and thought one ounce of marijuana to, to go to jail for is, is, is not worth it. And that's another very interesting statistic. We only have about um, 300 arrests a year that involve marijuana. And, and, I've, and I've always, um, and I got this data from the police department. Probably don't have it where I can put my hands on it real quickly, but I'll do the best I can to go by memory. But, but of those 300 or so, um, only about, it's in, it's in the 